Rob Bro. He's your sports bro at KKAM.com and the Talk 1340 app. You guys are not doing any pass blocking. You're just stepping aside and letting them walk in. Pop, 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 pop. That's what I want. All of you around that ball. What's wrong with y'all? Don't play like some little girls. Y'all like y'all never played football before. These guys are nothing. You hear me? They please just like we do. Yes, yes, sir. They sweat just like we do. Do you hear me? They went through two days. We went through two days in 110 degree heat. Yes, sir. I want you to hit everything to move. If the ref gets in your way, you hit him. Okay, then. Let's play. But that's eating us, too. That gives us, too. This is our team. This is us. Let's go right now. Let's get it off now. Let's go. Talk 103.9 News. Sports just, just got done with the Raider Land. Now we're moving into the Rob Bro Show. I am the host, Rob Bro. You are the co-host. You can text in 806-855-3712. It is Power Ranking Thursday. We power rank some hot sauces today. We'll also power rank the quarterbacks left in the NFL playoffs. We'll power rank the NFL playoff teams. And I think at this point, with eight teams left, we'll just power rank the teams left in the NFL playoffs. I think that, let's just go ahead and combine them. I guess we could combine them next week, but let's combine the NFL playoffs. We'll also power rank the Big 12 basketball world, which... I'm not really looking forward to, but I'm not not looking forward to it either. We'll also clean up the text line from the Raiderland as we get into it. Uh, I did look up Neil Smith, defensive end, second overall pick in the 1988 draft to the Chiefs. Also played with the Broncos. Uh, this texter, Neil Smith, isn't in the Hall of Fame, but should be, could be. Second overall pick in the 1988 draft to the Chiefs. Dominating at times. I remember once he totally dominated in the Pro Bowl skills competition too. An athletic freak. I have a question for you too. What are your thoughts on the flag football Pro Bowl? I've said for the last few years, if you're not going to tackle, if you're not going to do this, if you're not going to do that, just play flag football. And they took it seriously. They're going to play flag football. And they've gotten away from the specific skills competition, I think, to go more toward we're just going to play games. We're going to play dodgeball. And I think there's like a long drive challenge and maybe a home run derby or something. Just kind of a, hey, let's just have some fun for the weekend. And I, I like that. I think that's a fun thing, especially if it's a destination for fans. Hey, go meet some Pro Bowl players. They're going to play some flag football. Uh, you can go around, watch some guys hit golf shots and play baseball. It's just fun to watch big athletic dudes do big athletic things, I guess. You know, maybe maybe if I was trying to take a vacation around February, I would want to go to the Pro Bowl someday. But in this current iteration, I don't, 
I don't really see it being a huge draw for me personally. Uh, every time I hear Joe Montana, I think of this quote from the Waterboy. Look at him tackle. I haven't seen a tackle like that since Joe Montana. Joe Montana was a quarterback, you idiot. Uh, <laughs> Tabasco from Louisiana is type A personality, always known. Cholula is made in Mexico, type B personality, blending in and complementing many foods. I'll take Tabasco a little more often. Uh, players placed on the Cowboys... Uh, they would go Steve Young over Troy Aikman in the quarterbacks that we talked about earlier. And here's an idea for two playoff teams. Uh, Buffalo would get O.J. Simpson in his prime. And then you would add Tony Gonzalez to the Chiefs along with Travis Kelsey would be in an unbelievable tight end duo. Uh, this texter still confused about big boy conferences. Uh, that is a thing we've talked about for months. If you're just joining or you're new to the program, I'm not going to explain it. We can talk about it later. Uh, but when he says big boy conferences, it just means that you're going to get away from the AAC and the Sun Belt and go to a Power 5 league with just the Power 5 teams and instead of 130 teams, you have 60 teams, and you compete there, and the playoff is only available to the Power Five. You're not letting, you know, Cincinnati dream of punching up when they were in the AAC. Uh, there's no Boise State Cinderella story. It's just Power Five versus Power Five. There's 60 teams. You have 16 teams in the playoff, and you go from there. Uh, and this texter, I, I believe, is the guy who's always complaining that Oklahoma has more money than Texas Tech, and Texas Tech will never be good because of it. Okay. Oklahoma, with all the money in the world, Texas, with all the money in the world, has gone below 500 a lot of times in the last decade. Oklahoma was just 6-6. Six and six. It happens to every program. And I think when you're talking about NIL, we were talking about Rashada at the end of the last hour. Rashada, the Florida quarterback who was committed to Miami, went to Florida, signed his NLI because the NIL was huge. I think they promised him $13 million. They couldn't even get the first payment across the board, uh, which I guess is like a million dollars a month. If you're looking at a 12-month year, they could not pay the, the January payment. He is not even enrolled in the school, so... His NLI is going to be released, I believe. He he didn't even get a whiff that they were going to make the payment, so he hadn't even been going to school. Uh, he's He wants to play spring football somewhere. I think he's going to go back to Miami. We'll see if he can get enrolled in time. I'm sure he can. And he'll take that money instead. And that's the problem with offering $13 million. If you don't have it, it makes you look bad. And if a school wants to offer one kid $13 million, go for it. I don't think Texas Tech wants to live in that world. Well, they can't live in that world. Okay, they can't. And I don't think they want to. By the way, there are some guys involved in the Texas Tech football program, boosters, that have a net worth starting with B. It's just not fiscally responsible to pay one 
player in a college football team $13 million. Now, if that turns into the going rate, I mean, eggs are like $12 a dozen now. If there's some crazy inflation and in 10 years that's the going rate for a quarterback, Texas Tech can do it. But I don't think that's going to be the case. I think it evens off lower rather than higher. And if you think Georgia is just now winning national championships because they got NIL money, you're also sadly mistaken. Georgia was always recruiting at a high level. Georgia will continue to recruit at a high level. And Georgia could get 24 stars with no NIL money or very little of it. There are still enough great college football players that want to go be college football players because they want to play college football. And just because you pay a guy four, five, six, seven, eight million dollars doesn't mean he's going to turn into that production machine. It's still a risk. And if you want to risk it, fine. And if you want, if you're able to get that payment, go do it. I wish somebody was offering me $9 million. I'm not going to sit here and be jealous about it. And I'm not going to sit here and complain because Texas Tech isn't getting $9 million quarterbacks. Be a baller on a budget. Power ranking Adam Sandler movies. Okay. Legitimate question on this power ranking. Uh, to this texter. Uh, this. <laughs> okay, now I know they're trolling. The next text is OJ to the Bills would be a killer addition. Uh, okay, now that, now that I know that you're a, a comedy fan. Uh, the top five Adam Sandler movies for this power ranker. Number five, Ridiculous Six. Number four, Eight Crazy Nights. Number three, Happy Gilmore. Number two, Billy Madison. Number one, Waterboy. Ridiculous Six might be the worst movie ever made. Legitimately one of the worst movies ever made. It would be in my bottom five of Adam Sandler movies along with uh, Jack and Jill. And Hubie Halloween. I don't know that I could name two others off the top of my head. Eight Crazy Nights, very underrated. Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, Waterboy, the classics. Uh, Mr. Deeds would be in my top five. I love that movie. And then I would probably put, uh, as far as Adam Sandler movies go, I don't think Eight Crazy Nights would be in there. Uh, Big Daddy. Big Daddy might be my five. So I like your top three. I would add Big Daddy and Mr. Deeds. Ridiculous Six is a wild, wild addition to a top five Adam Sandler movies. Uh, the, te the same texture, schools can't offer NIL money, boosters can. Duh. Like who said they, what? What does that even matter? You, the school still has to recruit. And again, if if a player's going somewhere just for the money, you don't have buy-in. What I'm saying is Georgia can recruit without the dog collective or whatever it is. Georgia will get players because they're Georgia. Georgia doesn't need an IL. 
Georgia never needed an IL. Georgia is Georgia. Georgia is a machine. Alabama is a machine. Nick Saban is a machine. Now, there's some evening of the playing field because schools like Tennessee and, and whoever else in the SEC have some boosters that can jump in. But Georgia is going to be fine regardless of the NIL input. And Texas Tech still has control of who is recruited. These coaching staffs, TCU, Baylor, West Virginia, they still have control of who's being recruited. Now, they can talk to the boosters and say, hey, we want some money for this guy to get this guy on campus. But it's a conversation between the school, the program, and the boosters. And if the boosters are in control, you're not going to be good at football. Uh, this off the text line, Rob, great show, thank you, and enjoying the NIL money discussion. Is it true that Tech basketball players in the college starting five are all getting a hundred to $250,000 this season? Um, <laughs> that is not true because I think most of them are getting, uh, well, yes, it's true. It's true. I think. Uh, I could probably find out for sure, but I would say that a few of them are getting even more than that. I think you, I think people would be surprised at how much Texas Tech basketball is actually uh, paying. Uh, the texture on the Adam Sandler Ridiculous Six, I agree it's terrible, but I feel like that's what makes it good. I, You know what? I need to rewatch it. <laughs> I probably need to go back. I might appreciate it for what it is. Um, now, or maybe I need to get in the right headspace to, to watch Ridiculous Six. Um, uh, obvious spoof on a Magnificent Seven. I think, who is it? Uh, Dan Patrick is like Abe Lincoln or something playing poker. Taylor Lautner's character is what really killed it for me. I, I guess I'm not a fan of, uh, his brand of comedy. Anyways. More power rankings to come. We will power rank the hot sauces coming up. We'll power rank the Big 12 basketball schools. We'll also power rank the NFL playoff remaining teams. All that and more when we come back on the Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9 News, Money Sports. Welcome back. It's Rob Bro Show Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. Doing some power rankings today. Let's go ahead and get into some Big 12 basketball. Before we get back into the NFL, we also will get into some hot sauce power rankings today. But I do want to go through the Big 12 power rankings right now. And I've done them 1 through 10. I was thinking about doing some tiers, but I think for now I'll just go one through ten. But I think there's, I think there's two tiers. I think there's Big Twelve champion contenders, and then I think there's NCAA tournament contenders. I guess there's three tiers. 
and then Texas Tech. And, and how frustrating it is to say that, I understand, but it is what it is at this point. You have nine top 40 teams in Ken Palm, and then you have Texas Tech at 62. Now, win a game and you'll shoot up, sure. That's how the Big 12 works. But you have to win a game first. And I think with West Virginia winning against TCU at home, a place TCU has never won, by the way, in Morgantown, I think that helps West Virginia. Uh, and Texas Tech losing again, it is what it is. All right. So let's go down the road. I think Kansas State and Kansas are the two best teams in the Big 12 right now. Yes, TCU just beat Kansas State by 20, but heads up, Kansas State beat Kansas. I think long term, I really like what Kansas State does. I'll put them number one. I'll put Kansas number two. I think Iowa State and Texas and TCU would be the next three. Just based on some heads up between the three, I would put Iowa State, TCU, and then Texas. Baylor would be my sixth team. Now, I think those six are really good. I think those six are really good teams. I think true Big 12 basketball champion, regular season champion contenders are the top four, with Texas and Baylor in the mix to have deep runs in the NCAA tournament outside the Big 12. The next kind of tier would be Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, and West Virginia. I think, again, just playing some heads up here, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, West Virginia. And then Texas Tech is the 10th best team in the Big 12, or the first worst, however you want to say it. And if you're going through some power rankings in the Big 12, I think you can get 10 talking heads to give you 10 power rankings. And if I got 10 power rankings from the texters right now, we could probably get 10 different options of power rankings. Whether somebody's putting Kansas first or Iowa State first, uh, whether Texas is higher up or lower, I think Baylor has an opportunity to make a big leap in the next two weeks. If they keep shooting the ball well, if that defense improves. But right now, the top four who I think are still Big 12 regular season champion contenders would be Kansas State, Kansas, Iowa State, and TCU. And I almost want to take TCU out of there. I think they're good, but I think they're not as good as the other three, even though they just beat Kansas State by 20. I think in the Big 12, Kansas State was looking ahead to Kansas. And when you do that in the Big 12 and you don't show up like you need to, bad things happen. Uh, this off the text line. Uh, Rob, can you please scrap the DoorDash slurping commercial y'all play during the break? It grosses me out every time I hear it. Just like the Coke commercials they play at the Dadgum movie theater. Nobody drinks a drink like that anyway. Come on, man. That must be an app commercial because I don't. Did that play on the? I didn't hear it. Also, I have to disagree. That Coke commercial at the movie theater—that one gets me good. I, that makes me want a Coke. <laughs> you the go back they, out and get a Coke. They slowly fill the whole thing with yeah. the popcorn and the Coke. That, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That does get me. Okay. 
different strokes for different folks there. Uh, I, I like a, and I, I don't drink, uh, full leaded Cokes very often, but if I'm at, uh, Alamo, I don't either, but it still makes me want one. If I'm at Alamo, I'm getting the cherry Coke. That's the best cherry Coke in Lubbock. No free ads, but I do like the Alamo draft house. I think it's just a, I think it's a real Coca-Cola with some grenadine in it, maybe, which is why it makes it so good. <laughs> it's probably also very unhealthy. Uh, but it is what it is. Lots of people putting in their NFL power rankings. We'll get to those in the next segment. Uh, power rankings that I like to be toasted. Uh, and then one through five is just Eli Apple. <laughs> I do love when that guy gets burnt to a crisp. It's pretty awesome. All right, let's take the break here. We've got a lot of uh, NFL power rankings rolling through. We'll do those on the other side. We'll also do some hot sauce power rankings on the show today. It's the Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9, the divisional round power rankings when we come back in the Arctic Air Studios. Welcome back. It's Rob Bro Show Talk 103.9 News, Money, Sports. The slurping commercial must be on the app. It is on the app, but drives me crazy, the texter says. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, my top remaining NFC teams, four Giants, three Eagles, two 49ers, one a healthy and motivated Dallas Cowboys team. If Dallas is not motivated, then I'd put them at number three. I just think they're very good and very hard to beat when healthy and motivated. Yeah, I think every team is motivated at this point. Uh, my power rankings, the Buffalo Bills, number one, Kansas City, Philly, Cincinnati, number four, Dallas, San Francisco at six, the Giants at seven, and then the Jacksonville Jaguars at eight. Hoops, Big 12 power rankings. Kansas, Iowa State, Kansas State in Tier 1. TCU, Texas, Baylor, Tier 2. Oklahoma, West Virginia, Oklahoma State in Tier 3. And then in the cellar, the Red Faders. Number 10. I've never heard the Red Faders, but uh, if I use that one again, remember it's from you, texter. That might be something I use. They can't finish a game. That's the perfect name for them. Man, the Red Faders. That's tough. That is tough. Um, interesting. All right. Let's go back to the NFL. Here are my NFL power rankings. We're going to go all the way through the divisional round. Uh, I'm going to go Chiefs, number one. Number one, the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs should be in the Super Bowl. Now, it will be a big deal who wins between the Bills and the Bengals. If the Bengals beat the Bills, 
I don't know who I would pick between the Chiefs and the Bengals. Now, obviously, the Chiefs have to beat the Jaguars first. They should be able to without a problem. Now, NFL playoffs are weird. Strength things happen. Uh, but I will say Chiefs, number one. Bills, mm, 49ers, number two. I'll put the 49ers, number two. I think they're the best team in the NFC right now. And I think the Cowboys absolutely can beat them. And if the Cowboys do beat the 49ers, I think I would be hard-pressed to not pick the Cowboys to play in the Super Bowl. Have to do that first. Bills would be three. Bengals would be four. And I think that's a very close 3-4. Then I would put the Eagles and the Cowboys right there next to each other. Flip a coin who you prefer to be better than the other. And then the Giants and the Jaguars, 7-8 in that order, right? And and maybe this is just the Cowboys, you know, emotional hedge guy in me. I don't want to put them too high. Um, I would love to see the Eagles and the Cowboys play again with two healthy quarterbacks. And if Dak Prescott has figured something out and is the Dak Prescott we saw against the Bucks. The Cowboys will be really, really hard to beat. But on the other end of it, with the Cowboys, it's if the DBs can stay healthy because they're really thin at this point in the year. If Leighton Vander Esch can stay healthy throughout the playoffs, if this defensive line starts playing like they did you know, before Leighton Vander Esch was hurt the first time, because I think he gets him in better positions than they'd been in. If these wide receivers can catch the ball, if they focus on Tony Pollard in the passing game and in the rushing attack more than they focus on Zeke Elliott, if they allow Zeke Elliott to eat in short yarded situations, like if all of those things happen, if Dak Prescott is diverse in his wide receiver selection. It doesn't get linked on to one guy like Noah Brown for an entire game. If Dak Prescott can run for first downs when available, there's just so many ifs with the Dallas Cowboys. And against the Bucs, all of those ifs hit. And you dominated. Now, the Bucs, I think, were the worst team in the playoffs, at least on the NFC side. I think the Dolphins at the end of the year were pretty beat up and bad. Especially with Skylar Thompson. And I I think he's a fine quarterback and he might find a good situation for himself. Uh, But, you know, as a rookie, that's a tough situation to come into. But the Bucs just were not a good team at the end of the year. They were a better team at the end of the year than they were in the middle of the year. But they were the worst team in the NFL almost for a stretch there in the middle. And then Tom Brady was Tom Brady and kind of got him going again. Can you punk the 49ers offensive line like you did the Bucks offensive line? No, you can't. They have the best left tackle in the NFL. They have a pretty good offensive line otherwise. Can you punk the 49ers defensive line like you punked the Bucks defensive line? No, you can't. You just can't. Uh, they have a guy by the last name of Bosa who is pretty, pretty good. 
Uh, and again, I'm really high on the 49ers, and I think the Cowboys can beat anybody, but it's really thin margins from two to two to five there, two to six. I mean, from the 49ers, the Bengals, the Bills, the Eagles, the Cowboys, all of those teams are really good. All right, let's get back to the text line. Back to the text line. Uh, Georgia recruits a high level because they're a blue blood program. Mm, blue bloods don't exist anymore. Uh, they were a blue blood when Herschel Walker was there. Yes, that's true. Uh, blue buds did used to exist. Uh, and they will be a blue blood long after Kirby Smart retires. For the record, Kirby Smart has been outspoken against NIL. Georgia will be good at football with or without NIL. I agree with all of that. Uh, but I do think the term blue blood is a little bit dead nowadays because... You know, when, when Oklahoma and Notre Dame and, and all of these programs, Nebraska, back in the day, were, were getting all that national exposure and nobody else was, that's what made them Blue Bloods. Now everybody is on TV every weekend. Everybody has an opportunity to be seen, and with social media, that has really closed the gap. But I do agree that there are schools out there that can recruit on name regardless of what they're doing in NIL. And Georgia is certainly one of those. Uh, you're welcome, Texture. I know what you did. You know what you did. Nobody else needs to know. Uh, power ranking free agent kickers to replace Brett Maher for the playoffs. And number five, my grandma. Number four, my 10-year-old nephew. Number three, me, the texter, number two, Trey Wolf, number one, Jonathan Garibay. Uh, can't wait to see the Cowboys and Indians in the Super Bowl. I mean, Chiefs, silly autocorrect. What NFL producer gets fired because he makes a Cowboys and Indians graphic for a Chiefs Cowboys Super Bowl? <laughs> Uh, San Francisco and the crazy prospector have a very quarterback-friendly offense. Yes. Uh, for young Brock Purdy, they play a bruising style of football that Dallas doesn't match up well with. Uh, I might push back a little bit there because when Dallas is good, they're playing in the same style. And Dallas can absolutely play that way. Uh, they just don't do it consistently like San Francisco does. So I, I agree. I disagree to disagree. Uh, you're right, but not always. And then Debo Samuel is a huge difference maker, and many have tried to run the jet sweep, but if the but it doesn't work like the 49ers. Yeah, I agree. Just to play devil's advocate here for the Dallas Cowboys, Tony Pollard is a difference maker, and I don't know that the Cowboys use him as well. But the problem is the 49ers also have a guy named Christian McCaffrey. Really hard to contain the 49ers offense. NFL power rankings, Chiefs, Bills, Cowboys, Niners, Bengals. Man, y'all love the Cowboys. Hey, if the Cowboys team that played the Bucks shows up this weekend, I will be right on track with all of you. And I am prepared to be hurt again. But if the Cowboys that showed up against the Texans or the Jaguars or, God forbid, the Commanders in the final week of the year, if they show up this weekend, 
the Niners might win by 30. Like, it could be ugly. And you talk about experience. You know, McCarthy and Shanahan both have playoff experience. Now, one of them has won a Super Bowl. But if you look at Shanahan, he's coached in several with the Falcons. Disaster. With uh, the 49ers, they gave up a 10-point lead to the uh, the Chiefs to lose the Super Bowl. Uh, Mike McCarthy has a Super Bowl championship back when he coached in Green Bay. So, I don't know. It's a good matchup. I'm very excited for it. We'll surely talk about it more tomorrow. Uh, we'll also talk more Chiefs-Jags tomorrow as well, but... As we head into the final break, we'll continue to take text messages. You guys have been great today. We will also power rank hot sauces. That'll be my final power ranking of the day. You can also power rank anything you want to. 806-855-3712. Send me some more random power rankings. I'll react to those power rankings. We'll also give you my top six hot sauces. It's the Rob Bro Show Top 103.9 News. Money Sports. Show Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. Back to the text line, real quick. How in the hell is Tony Pollard making table scraps? He's head and shoulders better than Zeke. Uh, three reasons. Zeke Elliott was drafted number four overall. Tony Pollard is still on his rookie contract and was not drafted in the first round. Which he means he made less up front. Uh, he's still on that rookie contract. Uh, and then number three, uh, because they don't need to pay him yet. Hope that explains it. Now, if they want him back next year, they'll have to pay him, obviously. But you'll have to get rid of that uh, Zeke contract to start paying people. If Purdy is QB1 next year, does the 49ers call Baltimore to get Kolar? That'd be pretty cool of them to do. Maybe so. That'd be awesome. I like uh, college players that get to play together in the NFL. I don't know if that's a trade that the 49ers would be willing to make, but uh, maybe so. The Cowboys' defensive plan has to defend the play-action passing game, bring up seven tight, and stay in your gap lanes for that misdirection. What do you see as keys to victory? Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I think offensively, you have to contain... The 49ers pass for us. I think you have to run the ball effectively. And then defensively, do you just choose a weapon and try to contain them? 
Do you just say, all right, let's make Brock Purdy beat us and sit back? Or do you say, let's see if Brock Purdy can find some people down the field and just blitz all night long? Uh, there's a couple of options. Um, we'll do some keys to victory tomorrow on the Friday edition of the Rob Bro Show. <laughs> um, this one, the Big Game Boomer account just came out with the new rankings. Uh, top 25 best worst college basketball arena nicknames. He's got Texas Tech at number 15 on best nicknames, and he's calling it the Tortilla Factory. <laughs> I have never heard... The United Supermarkets Arena named or called or discussed as the Tortilla Factory. Uh, but hey, I'm glad that Texas Tech is in the top 15, I guess. Some of the other ones, you have uh, the Octagon of Doom at number two. That's a big 12 one. The Fog, Kansas, Fog Allen. Uh, going across. <laughs> I don't I mean, some of these are are just made up. Like, a lot of these don't even exist. Nobody calls Cameron Indoor Hansboro Indoor, I don't believe. I think that's a troll job. The Dirk, that's Providence. That's a good one. The Pit is number one for New Mexico. A lot of those just are trolls, I think. And I, I don't, I've never heard of the Tortilla Factory, no. All right, top five hot sauces. I'm going to give you the top six, and really it's seven, but one brand, I like both of them, so I gave you both of them. All right, I will go with Yellowbird Serrano, Shaquanda's Hot Pepper Sauce. There's also a green one that is really good on eggs. Cholula Chipotle, Aardvark Secret uh, Habanero Sauce. That one is incredible. Uh, the classic go-to, I get it at uh, Food King. It's the Red Devil Cayenne. It might actually be at United now, but for a while it was only at Food King. And then the old classic, Frank's Red Hot. You put that stuff on everything, and that is true. But if you want to broaden your horizons, I encourage you to go find some uh, Yellow Bird. You can get that at United Supermarkets. You can get it at Market Street. Uh, the aardvark sauce, the the habanero sauce is really good. It's got a pretty good kick to it, and then the old standby. I think I think Frank's Red Hot is is one of the best. Um, if I'm going for a Tabasco style, it would be Louisiana or Crystal. I don't personally like Tabasco sauce, but it is what it is. I know a lot of people do, and I guess if you have if you're having to put on something. I do like it in a gumbo or a chili. It'll do in a pinch on eggs, but I would rather just eat plain eggs. Are you a hot sauce guy, Connor? Do you like do you like hot sauces? I don't, I don't put a lot of hot sauce on yeah. stuff. You know, I, I like like hot salsa, but I don't really put like hot sauce on much. Now that's a different conversation. What's your favorite jarred salsa? Do you have a, a go to that you buy? My go to is Kailitos. Yes, but I don't very know good. if it's. I don't know if I'd say it's my favorite. I do love it. But very I, good. I like the roasted, the roasted Kailitos or the garlic one. It's the just roast, like garlic sauce. 
Very good. Jay's Jay's also another local one. That's that's pretty good too. Both of those find at United Supermarkets. You can go to your local United Supermarkets. Hey, they're doing like flu shots and everything right now. They're free with most insurances. You get ten percent off your groceries uh, if you go over there and do it. All right. This show is not brought to you by United Supermarkets, but we do love United Supermarkets. You can get all those hot sauces there, too. Here in the Arctic Air Studios, the Rob Bro Show, Talk 103.9. We are wrapping up today. Tomorrow will be a fun Friday, or a fast Friday, as Hyatt calls it. We'll have our Friday fades on the Raiderland in another hour of the Rob Bro Show to wrap up the week. I have been Rob Bro. I'll be Rob Bro tomorrow. Lord willing, and the crick don't rise. We'll see you then. The views and opinions expressed by the participants on this Talk 1340 program are not necessarily the views of Talk 1340, its advertisers, staff, management, or Town Square Media.